Oh, y'all niggas killers now. Oh, uh, catch you coming out your fucking crib, nigga. Yeah, catch a fucking bullet, nigga. Hey, Marcus. What's up? You like smoothies? Yeah, I do. What's your favorite type? Uh, it's called a bulldozer, although I modified it. It's from Liquitaria. It's uh, almond milk, uh, organic, natural peanut butter, uh, coconut milk, uh, a green, I can't remember what, and they put like chocolate whey protein, but I have them take out the chocolate whey protein. I either, oh, oh, banana, banana. Yeah. yeah. I, either pr- I either like uh, peanut punch from the Rasta place. What's peanut punch? It's just like peanuts and milk, sometimes some honey. Oh, say no more. It's fantastic. I'm sold. It's like Yoohoo, but peanuts. Do you want to know? Okay, my second favorite smoothie, or just as much, I like it equally as the bulldozer. It's one I make. It's pear, avocado, cucumber, and just like some water. And it's amazing. Well, welcome to Smoothies in America podcast, a podcast right. about health and wealth, because health is wealth, and so much food knowledge will bring you to college. Glucosamamine, beta carotene, all that shit. You sounded like a OC album. That sounds like a rhyme OC would say on his first album. Word Life is a classic rap record. You like the minerals and vitamins, iron and the niacin. Yep, irons and niacins. Or when Rizza said vitamins and minerals. Vitamins and minerals. Which was classic. So he also said secret evidence and documents. Yeah, I mean, I think like. Cannabis once said like he was special because he was the only dude with the with the double helix. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we tricked you. This is not a smoothie podcast. This is zebras in America. My second favorite smoothie though is just classic uh, pineapple and banana, tangy and sweet. Classic treat. That's great. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's chock full of potassiums and vitamin C's. Mm-hmm. C's nuts. This is the sophomoric episode of, of Zebras in America. Um, have you ever had a gun pulled on you? Twice, actually. That's horrible. Yeah. One, okay, one and a half times. One, one time half. it was pulled, it was directly pointed at me. Oh, man. The other time he just pulled it out and like held it down, but like put it in between us. Like it was facing away from me, but he pulled it out and put it in front of us to let me know, hey, I have this. But he didn't aim it at me like the first guy did. That's scary. Yeah. It was more so the first time the, the first time it happened, which was the real time it got pulled on me, um, it was scary but also upsetting because it was this little guy, of course, and there was a scuffle that me and one of my best friends got caught up in that we had nothing to do with. So we just thought, oh, this has nothing to do with it, so we'll just exit. We'll just leave the situation. Yeah. And we thought we'd get out scot-free, and this guy, no exaggeration, he was a third my size, stood in front of me, and I didn't know he had a gun, so my initial reaction is, I, I get like, what are you going to do? Move. And I did like a forearm, like I was just going to give him a Heisman Trophy and keep yeah. walking, but then he pulled out a gun and just pointed directly at me, and I went, whoa, 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 okay, all right, we don't, we don't have to do this. And I just kind of stood there and waited for the situation to die down. All, and again, this is not, I had nothing to do with the situation. It was the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. I'm feeling wistful. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a wedding for a friend next week in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And on my 19th birthday, we were all living in together for the only time I ever lived out, out of the city. We were living in a, in Delaware. I went to the University of Delaware for mm-hmm. one semester. Close to close to Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, he's he's from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and um, we somehow got into it with some with some local Crips of the neighborhood and mm-hmm. became friends with. I, I believe that in Delaware, I believe the, that. And we, I'm not lying. No, no, I'm just em- emphasizing. I think people associate like a nothingness with Delaware. Like there's nothing going well, on. Well, that's because that's there's cause parts of Delaware. Wayne's are, World. <laughs> it literally is because of Wayne's World. Liter- you know, um. Because which which was directed, we were talking about that with John Wilson. Because mm-hmm. so uh, Penelope Spheris. exactly the first one. The first one. Yeah. Uh, second one is is fun, but you know it's not my favorite. We're yeah. Delaware. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so my nineteenth birthday was a kegger that ended with um, our friends who 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 I who I was making beats for mm-hmm. um, showing off to us. Their 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 semi-automatic weapons. Oh boy! And what they could do with them. Mm-hmm. And so we moved out not too far from then. And one of our roommates was this kind of um, 
off dude who told me that it was it was it was a prophecy that he was going to take my life one day. It was not, a wild time. That's not that's don't see well, those situations like don't say shit like that to me or like don't like I don't know yeah like yeah. That, like that's my initial when you said that I imagine someone saying to me like, don't and and I'm not and for those listening because I'm not a tough guy. And this isn't, like, a tough guy response. It's just, like, don't, like, I, what? Don't say that to me. I don't want to know that. And yeah, don't, act, I was, don't act on it, either. Yeah, like, it was weird. There was one time I came into the house, and he was uh, breaking up his his uh, his medicine inside of our Kool-Aid powder to try to... <laughs> yeah, it's totally crazy. All right. So, anyway, I'm, I'm feeling wistful, because... Because one of my friends from that time is getting married. Mm-hmm. We all got our lives together. Sure. We're, we're no longer getting guns shown to us in, at parties. However, I have to take an Uber from the Scepter Rail to the wedding. And the dude who prophesied that he was going to kill me one day is an Uber driver. So I just have to make sure they don't get in the car with him. him. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if this is the last episode of Zebras in America, oh, come on. that'd be shitty. Yeah. That's, that's not how I want to go. No, man. Come on. <sighs> what do you think? You like uh, you like movies about, you know, suburban wastelands? Suburban wastelands. Yeah. I'm sure. I like a movie about anything as long as it's done well. Like any good movie. Yeah, but but as far as suburban wastelands, let me get a specific example so maybe I can think think, of something. You know I'm not good. I'm thinking that movie that Dennis Hopper was kind of in from the 80s where like this kid's like, I just killed my friend. Oh, of course. River's Edge. Yeah. I like River's Edge a lot. That's like that's like a teenage wasteland movie. Yeah. What's an even better teenage wasteland movie? That's a good that's a good fucking movie too. Although I think in the movie she's 12, whatever, it's double digit age. And Dennis Hopper, he directed that movie, you know, Out of the Blue. I never saw that. I, That's one of those things where we're at my house, so I'm always like, you can borrow it. I only have the VHS, but well, you, you're more than welcome to I don't to have it. a VHS player. I have two VCRs. You could, you could lug one of my VCRs home with you. You know, I think I'm just not going to do that. Okay. Um, but I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it. I'll put it on it's, my list. It, my it's, very much, it's very much in the same vein as River's Edge. A little more, I hate to... It's a little more real. I hate that I just said that's, that, but it, it's a lot more that's, gritty. That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting way to say about that movie. Do, do you know who stars in Out of the Blue? No. Outside of Dennis Hopper, who also directed it and wrote it. Linda Manns, who a lot of people... She was the little girl in Days of Heaven. Oh, wow. And then she did uh, she did Out of the Blue a couple years after. Then she was in The Wanderers, that like kind of yeah. bootleg Outsiders uh, movie. And then... She just dropped off the face of the earth, and then in the late 90s, she randomly showed up in two movies. She has one scene in David Fincher's The Game, and she's the mother in Gummo of the weird kid. And she's, we and talked about The Game in two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Episode. Yeah, we did. Um, I think. I like oh, that well, movie. There, well, there was that weird fiasco with the mini-disc and the Freddy Got Fingered episode. Yeah. We'll talk about We're that We're getting it fixed, time. though. I, I brought it to the shop. <sighs> yeah. But like, you know, the Kims in, in Italy, they take a long time. I know. We had to send it their special order. So, and they're showing, you know, different movie every every other, every other couple hours. Yeah. But yeah, I miss Kims. Yeah. I miss... Kind I, of. I miss the downtown. I don't miss the St. Mark's. I miss the selection at the St. Mark's. The I employees miss, there were dickheads. I miss, the, I miss the safety of weird places to get comic book. Well, there's still comic book stores and there's still bookstores, kind of, but they're slowly closing. I miss places where I could get cool shit. Yeah. And talk about yes. cool shit. Yes. And like, oh, David David Byrne and Brian Eno just made another album. Where can I find that on cassette? Kim's. But I can't because it's gone. Yeah. Um, so. And that's a good point you bring you, up, too. I mean, you, to cut you off, but like talking to like employees about it. Like, that's. I used to work at a video store and I was totally that. Wait, you person. worked at a, work, at a video store? Yeah, it was a. It's a I'm Connecticut. Joking. You, you oh, told me oh. so many times. Um, I like being that who would talk to people. I like yeah. that because it's also it's like to me it's not <laughs> video stores aren't as extensive but they are video libraries and it's the thing you know someone there's a lot of people I always liked the people who came in and didn't know what they wanted to rent and if you just talk well what are you looking for and then you give them an idea and then you build this like when we worked at the video store each of us who worked there we had our own set of people who would only take suggestions from us and they never swayed like same at the record know. store that yeah. I, I used to work at a record store at. too yeah um, I. We were not as excited about people that were like, tell me what to get. But we did, you know, develop a little bit of a following. 
How would you rate Dennis Hopper's movies? Directed ones? Yeah. Wow, that's... T- you know, man... Wow. Because they're not all g- good. You know, like, he... Um, they're all it, interesting. They're all something. Ba- they're all something. Fine. Yes, and 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 that does count. I was about to say interesting, but that nobody wants. Nobody wants that. They're all something. Inter- you know, like as said in the movie, like Captain Fantastic. I think mm-hmm. that was the movie with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's it's cute and it, it it's sad. Mm-hmm. But he says he's like interesting means nothing. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I did take that. So like, mm-hmm. in, there's there's entertainment value to all of his movies yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, and um. You know, Easy Rider was a movie of a generation. Sure. Rip Torn was supposed to be uh, Jack Nicholson's part. Oh, I believe that. Have you ever... Have you seen that video of where Rip Torn is high on drugs and, and he tries to kill, to kill Norman Mailer with yeah. a hammer with his kids and everyone there? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's more so... It's fucked up, but it's just the look on his face. When he, he zooms in, he's like, I had to do it, baby. Like, whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah, I have... I have some I have some off camera comments that I will say later. Oh, aha. I get to hear it, you guys don't, so But yeah, I mean whatever. Yeah. So last week we briefly talked about Tuki Buki. Yep. Which I really liked. I like that movie too. I and like older not older older but like older African films. Yeah, cuz it's not like that old. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's 30 years old. Yeah. But it, So I don't, I don't think, it's like 80? No, I thought it was mid-70s, something like that. Is it? I thought it was like 75, 76, something like that. The in, we'll My phone's on airplane, I can't figure it, but it, it, I think it was before 1980. I thought it was 80, but I, I don't mm. know. It, 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 besides the point, it's yeah. an earlier film regarded as one of the most important early African films. Sure. Which is weird, because Africa is a gigantic fucking continent. Yeah, when but you I, get scooped it, yeah. But I do right. understand that, like, uh, film and making film... Film was a, a much more expensive process 30-something years ago than it is today. And even in... Yeah, and but going back to what you said, like, nobody says, you know, North American film... Whereas Africa, it, it's huge. like there's different sections. There's like, you know, this is more in the recent ter years. Like, but like Nollywood is its own thing. Sure. And then like you have the more French colonialized African films that are more associated with France than they are. To, to be fair, people African. will say like East Coast films, Midwestern films. Yeah. So, yeah. And, sure. And geographically, America is like many countries. Sure. Um, and and if you ask me, I wish it was four countries divided. Uh, east, west, north, south, but you know, like like the European Union. But sure. you know, you keep on telling me not to get into politics. I'm joking. You actually never do. But Tugi Boogie, I was doing some research, and the director wanted to make a French New Wave film. Mm-hmm. Now, my question that I was thinking earlier, that I wanted to talk about last week, but we just didn't have enough time, mm-hmm. even though time isn't real, and what is real, whatever. Um, so, can a non-French film be a French New Wave film? In spirit, not full. No, not not if it's not in French, but so you, but not, something like heavily well, inspired. Well, Tuki Buki is mostly <coughs> in French. I just I'm just saying I just associated with Africa. You, it, it's heavily, and even as you're saying it, I don't really see French New Wave in there. And I and I think that's one of those things where. When you're a filmmaker, especially, you envision something like, oh, I'm going to make this like the such and such, and then you see it, and it's just like, not really. Like, a great example I give is Belly. In Belly, um, super sleek, a lot of slow-mo, a lot of colorful, a lot of pops, and uh, you know, everything. But Hype Williams was saying that Gummo was his big inspiration. Primary inspiration. And it's kind of like, I'm not saying it wasn't, but in terms of like a visual inspiration, plot-driven, anything, like not really, or no, it's not. Outside of the scene where you could see Gummo in the movie, but it's just, it's one of those things where like in, in in a filmmaker or an artist's head, sure, it's like I want it to be this, and then when you see it, it's like not really. And that's not to say Tuki Buki isn't bad. I just no, don't associate no I'm not it, saying but, you know, it's yeah. like you know when LP first started making beats, he was trying to sound like Run DMC. Yeah, do his beats sound nothing anything like Run DMC? No. Not really. Well, Bomb Squad, he you said also, it. and that you, much I see. You hear it, but it's 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 not. Uh, it's not a clear translation. It's not a, a, a clear transaction. Sure. 
Prince wanted to be like James Brown. I see some of his moves, but his music couldn't be more different. Sure. Except for Sexy Motherfucker. Huh. Um, I do, but like, taking it to America, though, She's Gotta Have It is very French New Wavy. From I'm, the scenes I, of like following a woman down the street with the jazz music playing and it's black and white and it's kind of like, e- even the whole plot of that movie, I'm not going to say free love, but it's about like sexual so, so, liberation or openness. So there's a very French New Wave influence, but you know. So if if it's not from France, it can't be French New Wave. I I don't think so. Because that was my my thing. Because I think about genre, and when genre has to do with region, so then, so nothing Bertolucci made is is French New Wave. No, but again, inspired by. But no. Um, what about uh, the English film Saturday Night into Sunday Morning? I don't know that. It's an excellent film. It's about this uh, dude who works in um, a factory and has like a girl that he kind of likes, but is also banging his older friend's wife, who she gets pregnant with, and he just spends all of his time drinking. Hmm. Um, I think of it new wave-ish. Okay. So that so that's what I'm just trying to think, you know. It wasn't a big thought. That's why sure. it's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Because when I think of um, the literary genre of magical realism, mm-hmm. people usually think South America and Central America, mm-hmm. but mostly, yeah. And if you say, oh, Haruki Murakami is magical realism, they'll say no, because he's... And they're like, why? It's like, because he's in Japan. Mm-hmm. So does that sort of point of view just change what it can or cannot be. His story of a three-day pass, not French New Wave-ish? That's a little different because there's, like, French people in the movie and the movie's speaking, spoken, like, partially in French. So that's a little more, like, a lot more debatable, in in my opinion. Like, you know, the woman, you know, who we... They're in in France, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of jazz and there's a lot of... Even, like, French New Waves, the whole idea of, like... Like elements of fetishizing a black man. Sure. A lot of Parisians did that. Well, they still do, but especially back then, you know? Yeah, I mean... So that's a little more... A lot of of our our girl, Claire Denise, work is about looking at that. Yes, just not so much in a fetishized way, though. No, how people are fetishized. I don't think she fetishizes. Sure. I get... In... Earlier on, yeah, 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 yeah. White sure. material sure. is like sure, especially white material. I was saying earlier on, uh, I guess white material. Uh, yeah, I had a whole reassessment of of that movie in in one element, so I forgot all the other like interracial stuff about it. Um, Since we spoke about it in the car, uh, no, 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 like long before then, where I didn't really think too much about what we're talking about now. It's more just about, like, the illusion of inclusion of a white person being in Africa. Like, that's really what I've been, like, focused on a lot. And you're like, why is Connor McCloud here? Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job, though. He did a great job. I like to think that he was actually Connor McCloud and that time travel. He, yeah. just, he disappeared to fight more stuff. I, we're, we're reeling way off... But I do want to say that that is a that is a um, a property that I really would like to see a cool revisit. I think Highlander has a lot of potential. Sure, just right down to the fact that uh, I just love that there's so much. He was at a wrestling match at the beginning of the movie. I don't know why that like I could have been at a boxing match or a football game, but like do you like wrestling? He, he was <laughs> no. He was at a, he was watching the fabulous Freebirds fight yeah. in the beginning of Highlander. There's just something kind of great about that. And you could totally have him watching like the Dudley Boys or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do have to say that that we're the Dudley that, Boys of podcasting. I, high five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wow, man, yeah. that was a good one, yeah. man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Get uh, the tables. Dude, we would totally, yeah, we'd totally be like the big dudes doing the jumpy shit. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Bam Bam Bigelow. Innovator in that. <sighs> big dude doing flips and shit. Doing backflips, somersault. He taught, um, took, speaking of 
and he taught the next generation because he took Vader under his wing. Wow. Yeah, back in the Japan days, and then next, you know, Vader's doing backflips off the top rope, and Vader's doing all these like moves. That he, it's all, he, it's Bam all, Bam was his mentor. It's all about momentum. to some degrees. To some degree. So, like, is Wanda not sort of a American French New Wave film? No, to me, a thousand that's, percent Wanda. That's why I brought. The, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is why I brought yeah. all of it together. Yeah. And I'm not saying no to cut off that duck because that to me you're like and, and this Scott. Into, never no. talk about this new wave conversation again unless we're talking about Tears for Fears no. or that or the other band with Ian Curtis because I fucking love them. Joy Division. Joy Division. It's 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 American counterculture. It, American it was that period. It was that like 1969 to like 71, 72 where like these important movies had a plot. But the plot was still like secondary. It was yeah. more about the aimlessness, and that's what like. So when I watched that, it's like that Wanda falls in line. The movie you mentioned, Easy Rider, that kind sure. of set it off, and then another movie that was just as good or better, but doesn't get as much uh, cultural respect. But it has its, uh, you know, it's Tulane Blacktop. Sure, I think like Tulane Blacktop, Wanda, Easy Rider, and there's a bunch of others that I'm not but, naming, and people are listening. They're gonna be yeah, shouting, but it doesn't, it but doesn't it's matter. Like, the thing know, is, the thing is like. Like, with all you movie Twitter people, not necessarily saying you, but just, like, movie Twitter, like, yeah. there's so many movies we haven't seen, we yeah. get it. There's yeah, movies yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that you yeah. haven't seen, there's yeah. movies that you've seen that I haven't seen. Yeah. Sometimes we miss a thing. If you think I should see a movie, send me a DM. It goes down in the DMs. I'll watch a movie. I like movies. Just, you know, wait a little while. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem, though, about Wanda is that it's... It was largely underseen until maybe two years ago. Yeah. So I think it's as important uh, of a movie as, you know, Five Easy Pieces or Easy mm -hmm. Rider. Mm -hmm. But because of patriarchy and a whole lot of other mess of shit, no one's really seen it. Yeah, you'd be. I was just going to say, all the other movies we named... All good, but they're like, you know, boys club movies. Boys Whereas club. this was written, directed, and written, starring. Written, starring Barbara Loden, yeah. her husband, famous oh. director Elliot Kazan. John Cassavetes is one of John Cassavetes' two or three favorite filmmakers, too. Um, laughed her off. This movie killed her. Her making this movie, she died not shortly afterwards. Uh, her, her performance is just so fucking good. Yeah. I walked into Marcus's house and it was just he was he was catching he was just watching in the background yeah. not catching up and I was just like oh man her the sad with face the, her, her sad face and it is, her face just forget her face it's like her mannerisms her, in her sadness her her her, head's her helplessness down a little bit you know it's not that it's you know it's it's and it's also a movie that sort of whimpers in the way it goes and um. Yeah, it's just a beautiful fucking movie. And also, just from the opening, there's this nonchalant, not so much nonchalant, but just this aloofness of just like, yeah, you can take the kids. I don't care. Yeah, no, divorce. Like, she's just such, like, sadly matter-of-fact about this separation and, like, not wanting to be around her kids. And it's almost like, does she get it? Like, is she... I'm not going to say is she all there, but there is this just, like, there's a, it, There's a thought. Yeah. You wonder. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I don't. I don't like think about it too much. Mm -hmm. It's just like because uh, I don't. A good movie just catches me, and I'm just watching, and I don't really uh, care about. I I think all all of that stuff is is secondary. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you did you see Bye Bye Monkey? No, I haven't had a chance to. I wrote oh. it down. Okay, yeah. that because that not a new wave film mm -hmm. and not. Maybe a counterculture film, mm -hmm. maybe, and more legendary, <laughs> maybe, but just, uh, just something. So yeah, what did you think about Wanda? I really liked it, and and I was just gonna say too. There, it's of course I'm that guy that compares stuff. So the there's so many things that a lot of the stuff that I compare it to are things that came after. And obviously, I'm not going to say all these movies took from it. It's just a coincidental It's possible thing. that a lot of these people yeah. did not see this movie. And that's why. Yeah, exactly. And that's why. But there's... So, the first... In, from beginning to end, like, even to the way it ends... Have you seen the movie Morvan Keller, directed by Lynn Ramsey? I can't say I have. 
Oh, you should. That's that's. It's one of the great uh, female road trip movies. And that's oh, and that's another thing with this movie too. She like goes on the road with this guy, and that's another reason why I associate it with like counterculture. Because a big thing of counterculture movies, every American counterculture movie that we have named thus far has it's an element of, of like of, of a road trip. And furthermore, it's mostly men being on the road. And I've always like a good. There's not many, but like a good uh, female-driven road trip movie. You know, it's kind of cool because there's women in, in, in my life from like my fiance to like close friends What's it called? who've taken great, uh, you know, uh, Morvan Keller. You can borrow it from me if you want. I have. Oh, do you have a, in your stuff? Do you have like a, a USB drive or something? I don't. Shit. I'll, 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 I'll retransfer it to you. Okay. Sorry, uh, Warp Films, if you're listening, but I'm illegally sending a movie to someone. I don't care. No, you're going to lend me the DVD. Sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna lend you the DVD. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I met, so the the basic and this is not giving anything away, and there's not much to give away. But yeah, the basic except, plot to more than Callie. Except what? your your <clears throat> fucking boy who does the who does the I don't get it podcast linked mm-hmm. us to to a to a, a video about Wanda where the person just explains the whole plot. Thanks, <laughs> man. Shout out to Bill. <clears throat> um, oh, you were real happy being shouted out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, right. Thanks for spoiling movies for people. Long forgotten cinema that a lot of people haven't seen. Making comments about Orbujunawa from DS9 and not giving me fucking context. <laughs> it's all about fucking context, everybody. Fucking context. The uh, it, it stars Samantha Morton, who's really great when yeah. she wants to be. I didn't. I didn't mean to sound like a dick when I said, but when she wants to be, she's great. And the whole. <clears throat> I meant to be. I meant to sound like a dick when I was talking about context. Uh-oh. Shots fired. The. I don't say the, that. Oh, it's my thing. It's a term I invented. Okay, you invented shots fired. Absolutely. It's but basically Morvan Caller and the reason I relate this to Wanda is that it's, it's the whole backstory is the movie starts. The whole premise of the movie is this woman's boyfriend committed suicide, and it's how she deals with it in this really really like unconventional way. And her whole manner through the movie, she's very much like this lead actress in Wanda, just kind of not so so much aloof, but like just the kind of thing where like all right, you're there, but like are you are you thinking about something? Like, are you, like... No one reacts like that to a situation like this. So what else is going on? And that's why I relate Samantha Morton's performance specifically. And and, and it's also a road movie. We go from... <clears throat> we go from Scotland to Spain. And then back to Scotland. And then off to... I don't want to say where else. Okay. Just, just watch it, though. It's excellent. Yeah. And, know, and there's an and I mean and there's an aimless the, the same aimlessness that that's in Wanda where it's like aimlessness first plot second like old joy like old joy like 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 old joy yeah classic I love it I don't want to say that movie's a classic because I don't want people to get you know I don't want to hear any shit I don't I don't even know if I think you know what? I don't I'm big on friendship so I'll say it, it's a classic modern friendship here, movie here's what I'll say when I say classic. It doesn't mean anything. Sure. Because okay. because I rate movies seven out of five. Like, listen to the words I use to describe something. Like, I'll say something that's a classic. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, some of my favorite rap records aren't considered classics in the canon of, of what is important. That's sure. why our, our podcast exists so, like, people can be like, actually, the thing, I like this movie that isn't considered part of part of the canon yeah and i'm like awesome tell me about this movie you know this this podcast isn't about we know these other good movies we want to shine a light on the other things we like yes yeah yeah, so i sometimes i'll just say something's a classic so it'll get people to say it like when i was when i used to tell people that that babe two pig in the city is like is like a is like the fellini movie that he would have made if he only used animals I say that because I want people to see the fucking movie and by saying an outlandish thing, which I do believe though, I do believe 100% that you could compare this to some of Fellini's best movies. Uh, that would get, get someone to see it. Off, just off the show, what is this guy talking about? Let me see. And then yeah. they end up watching it. So, tricks oh, on them. Or tricks I, on or, you. Or when I try to say that like, uh, Bonnie Prince Billy and, and R. Kelly are two of the finest modern songwriters, people, people, you know, don't, Bat the night with Bonnie Prince Billy, but they bat the night with R. Kelly. Um, Although I've heard more over the years, 
people have given R. Kelly his respect. I know what you're saying. But, it, well, it's that whole pitchfork thing. Like, Will Oldham or Bonnie Prince Billy, he'll get a nine point something, but an R. Kelly album will get laughed at. But a, a, friend, so. a friend of mine who's actually produces pop, produces successful movies, um, once had, when he was a radio person in college, he had to dr- drive Will Oldham from the airplane to the college. Mm-hmm. And you know what Will Oldham was, was blasting? Chocolate Factory Beat by R. Kelly. He couldn't get over with how good the songwriting was. Okay. And and did he say it was genuine? Genuine. And okay, fine. I don't the only reason I ask that is because, you know, Will Oldham is the guy who's been on Wonder Shows and uh he's associated with Rick Alverson, so he's totally the kind of guy who could be like, Oh, I'm listening to R. Kelly like ironically. So I'm glad to hear no, it, it's not I too far fetched to think. Don't that, so. I think don't get it twisted because not you. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah. just because like uh People hang around in certain crowds that doesn't mean I don't know. I find Bonnie Prince Billy to be a pretty earnest person, at least when it comes mm-hmm. to music. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to his other persona, he's really willing to like literally show himself yeah. and uh and he really gives into his performances. And this is like the third time we've talked about him on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to say that Sometimes I have to say this outlandish shit because people think I'm just being silly. And I am silly. I am an absurdist. I sometimes like question whether space exists only because it has no effect on my life. Mm. Not that I actually question it. Mm-hmm. So when like when when I hear like a, a Kessler comparing uh, Resident Evil's Retribution to Holy Motors and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe Cloud Atlas too, that excites me. Absolutely. Even if like I don't love Resident Evil Retribution but I revisited those movies because that motherfucker loves them so much I was just going to say I guarantee on Twitter and, and Martin has a lot of followers I guarantee there's a nice hand chunk even if it's let's just say five people that went back to watch the films of Paul W.S. Anderson I feel like that ultimately is Martin's goal and he, yeah. and he succeeded and I respect his taste enough that I'm going to I'm going to give something to check another check yeah and because I know that it, that it's that it's earnest and it's not bullshit, but also like I never thought Paul W. S. Anderson was a bad director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought Mortal Kombat was dope when I was a kid, and I went to see Event Horizon in the theaters three times that summer. Hmm. Well, I only saw Event Horizon on cable. I did go see Mortal Kombat in the theater though, and a louder. I, I mean, I even bought. There's a really good Mortal Kombat web series. I don't know if they continue doing it, but was it, was, it the one? The, Michael, Michael J. White, White? Was it, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. good. It was yeah, like I only good. saw the first episode, but it was very good. I think there were two seasons, and there was a promise of a third. I mm. don't know if a third was made, mm-hmm. and so it's just like I enjoy, I enjoy that kind of stuff, you know. I, I I I just get so frustrated when I go to a party and try to explain why like something I like that isn't part of your presumed idea of what a top five is supposed to be and they all of a sudden just think you are either uh, an elitist or don't know what you're talking about yeah and and, and in return because i've been in that situations before those elitists they bring up the same people like there's nothing more that i hate going to some kind of always a house party setting talking about film and it's always about stanley kubrick like i just can't i can't and then also there's such a transparency sometimes when it's just like you probably haven't even sat through all of 2001, have you? Yeah. You know, or, or like, admit it. Like, you're you're st- you're an adult and you're still too scared to admit that you stopped paying attention to Full Metal Jacket after basic training. Yo, like, I'm there's one, a lot I'm, of shit. I am an, a- I'm an asshole. Mm-hmm. I, I read Infinite Jest and I love telling people I did. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, if you're trying to tell me my music, my movie tastes are bad, I'm going to start shitting on the shit you like. Yeah, and like, it's easy to, Because, because, because I... I have no need to diss the oeuvre of Stanley Kubrick because mm-hmm. he made some good movies. Mm-hmm. But like The Killer's Kiss is all right. You know? That, you're giving more credit than I would give it. Yeah. It's cool. Like, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, Eyes Wide Shut had some cool ideas. Sure. You know, I... But then again, like, I really... Unironically, like artificial intelligence. Okay. I I remember 
that movie coming out a year after my father passed away mm-hmm. and somehow like watching that movie and like just crying mm. and having a great time yeah and that was actually how i discovered the writings of armand white mm-hmm. who who i i did like for a while i i think he's I think he's unhappy, and, and, and it's it's uh, it's coming through in his writing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotten to a point that it's just really, uh, you know. I was going to say sad, but to say that, I'd have to give a shit. So I can't even say sad. You and I are different people. I, yeah. I, 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 I feel for sad people, even if they frustrate mm-hmm. me. Yeah, we're different. That's okay. No, that's why we have okay. a podcast. Yeah, we're very different, we're different in that people. aspect. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just saying, I discovered him because he wrote a glowing review. Because I felt so alone. Because mm-hmm. everyone was told you had to hate this movie. Yeah, and you had to hate it because of a Stanley Kubrick romanticism. Because it was his movie idea. So everyone's like, if Kubrick was alive, it would have been great. And there's no way of telling that. And that, and that's a big part. Obviously, like it's let's hate on Steven Spielberg because he's Steven Spielberg. But the fact that it came from the mind of Kubrick. People were just like, oh, it's this total big commercialization. But then it's like, what do you think Stanley Kubrick would have done? There would have been tons of money put into it. Like, his vision of it would have cost a lot of money. It would have been big budget. It, would have been, it wouldn't have been an indie film. It, w- it would have been a studio movie. So, and who not guaranteed it would have been good either. So. Yeah, I mean, when when smaller... I don't, want, I don't like the term auteur. Auteurish <laughs> people, when they make big budget movies... Sometimes they just look like big budget movies. A lot of their, a lot of their idiosyncrasies get lost in budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm going to mention. Uh, so Darren Aronofsky mm-hmm. has made uh, three or four movies with with bigger budgets. Um, what was the one with Hugh Jackman? Oh, the uh, oh, oh oh the the fountain. The fountain. Yeah, that was like. I'm not gonna go full contrarian and say it was excellent, but I'll I'll go full. I I, I enjoyed it. There's but, a nice there's a nice group of people who who really like that movie because it really got a lot of hate. But there's some people like from the ground floor who did enjoy that movie. I so. enjoyed it and um, Black Swan, which was a Black Swan, I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But Noah was was a big budget film by a quote unquote. I say quote unquote auteurish because I don't use that term, but like. What people call visionary, yeah, visionary filmmaker Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, it just looked like a weird movie that could have been like made by the person that made Wizard of Oz two, which is yeah. also a dope movie in its own right. That that that's that's often overlooked. It's getting relooked. You talking about Return to Oz? Yeah. Oh, a Feruza Balk. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's fire. Yeah, you should read. Read everyone listening. Read uh, Leanne Kubik's piece. That she wrote uh, on my site years ago on Return to Oz, a misunderstood masterpiece. But yeah, is she so. the one that tried to correct me on on Taylor Roll today on yes. Twitter? Yes, because she's a proud New Jersey native. Okay, just be happy that I said I love your meat, your your best breakfast meat product. I'm sorry I didn't say it right. I, <laughs> I fucking love pork roll. That shit's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. I had it like two weeks ago. Nice. Um, and I might stop at the supermarket. Some some supermarkets. Have it frozen. It's so good. Have you ever had it? No. It's like, it's the shape of Canadian bacon, but it's mm-hmm. nothing like Canadian bacon. It's okay, good because you're not. Yeah. I no, don't it's like just shape. So. Okay. And you you chop it up. You mm-hmm. not chop it up. You slice it so it almost looks either depending on who you talk to, like Pac Man or like a Ninja Star, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's closer more to like a cross between bologna and salami. Hmm. Um, people get upset about the B word, but not me, cause I, I I fucking love bologna. Like I eat mortadella. I go to Amish country and get like fancy bologna. I don't know the. I haven't had bologna in years. You know, I not, just realized not, that not all bologna is like the really thick, disgusting stuff that you get with crappy mustard from from the guy at um, Central Bookings, cause you may <laughs> or may not have gotten arrested. I I've never, I've never been arrested. I don't know anything about that. I've, I don't know but, what you're talking about. Have you, ever, have you ever smoked PCP? No. Um. Oh, I think we haven't talked about movies for like 15 minutes. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine too. Um, were there other thoughts you had about Wanda? Uh, quite a few. So, 
Yeah, so we we, oh. we veered off because of Morvan Keller and the similarities yes. there. But what what what, what were you one? Say? I do guys, Return to Oz, such a wild, beautiful, lovely movie, and a totally like wait, this is for kids. Like you find yeah. yourself saying that, like wait, yeah. what? Similar to I, I I remember thinking of Return to Oz when I first saw Toy Story three because the ending of Toy Story three I still haven't made, seen it. It made me go. No, I'm not gonna say anything, but I remember going, wait, this is for kids, and then I remember thinking. When does when did I say that? Oh, I said that on Return to Oz when I was, I was like, wait, this is for kids. It's very uh yeah. Because of the stuff it's connected to, um, it doesn't. It's not the uh, labyrinth or dark crystal it could be. Yeah. But I think it's up there, and I I do think the best parts of Noah by Darren Aronofsky are in, are also some of the best parts of that. But when we were talking about Wanda, I was thinking about, um, you. You've seen the film The Warriors. Of course. I've seen it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the name of the lady that they save who was hanging out with the with the really shitty bit? Yeah, shitty? the, orphans. the uh, orphans. Oh, I don't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, only if The Warriors was about through her point of view. Hmm. Yeah, it would have... Well... I feel like because it would have been the same kind of aimlessness as, as Wanda because well, it's like I, when just I was like, talking about Wanda I was like yo this guy if, treats her like shit Wanda, but she still sticks around if Wanda was in was in the Bronx in the late 70s she could have been that character just coasting from one gang to another like alright these guys suck I'll go with these guys they, they seem better oh but I'm with them for five minutes and they jokingly threaten to like run a train on me yeah. but eh, I'll, I'll hang around still why not and that's kind of a thing with Wanda where she's like I'll just hang around this guy sure Okay, and, and if she was she was like, you know, young enough, she could be in. It felt like love. There's just this why or why not aimlessness. Yeah, like, it felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. And where it's possible that it felt like love had some inspiration from Wanda. None of these other movies. It no one art like movie heads don't know about this movie. Like in mm-hmm. fact, as we talked about on to our first episode. Uh, you hadn't seen it. No. And you're a movie head. I am. You've you've put me on... If you never put me on to, a, to another movie, it would be enough. Mm-hmm. Or as we say in Hebrew, Dainu. Okay. It would have been enough. Dainu. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm holding on to that. Dainu. Yeah, it would have been right. enough. Cool. Um, so, it's exciting. So, now people are starting to see it, uh, or our friends posting webs web episodes showing the whole plot of the movie <laughs> <sighs> Hogan um, Hogan Hogan um, I think I, it would be fun to do an episode where we try to watch as many of like the weird WWE documentaries made by WWE honestly I might have seen them all only because there was a period where they were all on Netflix not so much anymore and this was at my old job. There was a there was like year three of my old job. I didn't yeah. do I didn't do much, and I would just watch like on my on one monitor I'd have kind of open, and I would just watch all the like. There's an Ultimate Warrior one. There, there's a good one on the rivalry between Brett Mike Brett Brett Michaels Brett Hart and Shawn Michaels. I, well, let me um, say let me say. So Dusty Rhodes. We were talking Dusty earlier Rhodes. before we recorded about Daniel Johnston. Mm-hmm. He's a musician who many people love. I saw him perform at South by Southwest many years ago, where he Makes was sense. where he was so nervous that he made a very weird anti-Semitic joke and then went into Paul McCartney covers. Well, and I still wasn't even mad at him because, mm-hmm. like, I could tell that the demons in him were, were, were you know he he wanted to be Paul McCartney. He did, but it's, yeah. it's, I mean he's still alive, but it's just too much for him. And his his documentary was disappointing. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I wanted more. I wanted everything more. I wanted more music. I wanted more him. I didn't want like the times he like w- had sick problems because he also yeah. necessarily didn't want those either. You know, I want to know about his world and those weird WWE documentaries about like the Montreal screw job. Yeah. Or to me, that's better documentary filmmaking. Yeah. Sure. That's the that's a connective thread I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I do want to say I often think of my dad when I think of the uh, the devil and Daniel Johnson because my dad caught 
the last half of the movie, he was just flipping the channels, he said, and he got, like, midway in, and he was, like, sucked in by it, and then he called me. My dad would a lot of times call me to see if I had seen a movie, and I was able to, I, I had the, it's, I don't who knows where it is now, it's probably packed up somewhere, but I happened to have the DVD, and I, last, next time I saw my dad, I gave it to him so he could watch the first half of it, so I always think, think about that. Um, I, that was, because I was going to say, with The Devil and Daniel Johnson, they do... I think the movie, I, I definitely wanted more, but I do think they go into like, oh, this is how he, rec- his like archaic way of recording, or like how you would I go wanted off even to, more of that. <clears throat> yeah, oh, okay. I just wanted the recording, <clears throat> I want the songs. What do we love about Daniel Johnson? The songs. Yeah. The, the, the lyrics that just tear at your heart and then kiss them and then put them back. Yeah. Like how he can make an acapella song about King Kong that just makes you want to die the best death ever. Yeah. Yeah, just I'm, get lost in his words. That's what I want. I got so caught up. <clears throat> so when kids came out, it was like a whole. It was like a cliche thing. Like people would like, you'd skip school, you go to like two towns over to this town called Northampton where they were playing it, and then like the they play the Casper the Friendly Ghost song while the skater kids are beating up that black guy. And I remember not caring too much about that scene at the time. I was like, what yeah. song is this? Like, like the melody, like the like, yeah, he was crying through his own. I'm not gonna sing, but I was like, what song? Yeah, like what song is this? Yeah, and then I remember, I remember buying the soundtrack, uh, which was the original music was composed by Lou Barlow of Dinosaur Junior. Amherst four one three, and I uh, that that was a great soundtrack, and it was just very eclectic. And, and I, I got it for the Battle day, League four one three Battle <clears throat> League. Run by my old uh, middle school and high school friend, uh, Voorhees, Jason Weeks. That That's his battle league. We went to junior high and high school together. So, shout yeah. out to him. Shout out to Voorhees. Shout out to 413 Battle League. Anything 413, I rep. So. Are you... Especially if I've known you since I was 12. Yeah, no, I know that because I, I also watch rap battles. And as a... this, I, I do have to... <clears throat> since we were talking about 413 and Amherst, it always irks me when he throws these battles in places like Holyoke... Or <clears throat> place like in Western Massachusetts, and I'll have people come over and battle, and they'll shout out Boston. But that's the equivalent equivalent of having a rap battle in Montauk, and someone going shout out to Manhattan, and it's like no, that's yeah. not. It. But whatever, that's just. I the, was gonna even say again. like doing a show in Brooklyn and being like Newark. Yeah, no, totally, a- absolutely. But I think that just comes from like uh, Massachusetts is small. I get it. Um, Education and also like the fun of being ignorant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to, I hear a lot. Marcus, you, you don't have an accent. Where's your Boston accent? It's like I, I'm not well, from Boston. I'm not so from I don't there. Know, so I don't know anything about that? You know, and like people are like, "Where's your New York accent?" And I'm like, "Which New York?" Totally. Like, like even within Brooklyn, there's different Brooklyn accents. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's also like, <clears throat> there's like, uh, yeah, there's so many different types of accents. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um. Speaking of Casper and Justin Monroe, no, that was a person who used to write for XXL. What was the guy that played Casper? Oh, Devin Sawa. No, wasn't he Devin Sawa? Wasn't it Devin Sawa? He wasn't in the kids. Christina. Oh, you said Casper. No, who played the character? Casper. Oh, oh, in kids. Yeah. Oh, Justin Pierce. Justin. Yeah, Pierce. rest in peace. Rest in peace. No, no, no. Devin saw what. That, yeah, that was, was weird. weird. That was a weird. That was that was another one of those. We're making an indie movie, guys. Yeah, we're gonna get into Sundance with this. We're Everybody gonna, wear orange. And, wear orange. We're gonna be in Sundance, guys. And do your best, uh, Mark Mothersburg uh, music. And I didn't even I didn't even dislike the movie, but it was just like so mm-hmm. so heavy handed. You remember like what I call like like. Movies that that go straight to HBO at two p.m. two a.m. No, <laughs> like not the sexy HBO movies, but just like uh, there's just mo- like movies with Justin Pierce and Bokeem Woodbine. No, those are the, those are some of the best. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever see a movie? Tell me more. I don't remember, but it was definitely like like not. It was like a way of the gun sort of like just like late nineties. Love in a forty-five type shit. Oh, are you thinking of Caught Up? Does it is does it have Bokeem Woodbine? Yeah, I, I know Bokeem. It's like this guy is trying to like get revenge yeah. on Bokeem Woodbine, and then at the end of the movie, it's this reveal of who it is and everything. Was Justin Pearson caught up? I think so. I mean, it's a I movie think we're thinking with of both the same of them, movie. and they have they, they have suits, and there's a twist ending, and it's dark. 
That has to be caught up. Has that to has be. to be. Has also, to be. I mean, and I remember that movie because Killer Priest had a song on the soundtrack. So that's really Because Justin Pierce, Rest in Peace, was only in like four movies. Next Friday, kids caught up in like something else I can't really think of. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. Sorry that your life was so difficult. Yeah, man. Moment of Silence for Justin Pierce. So it was, uh, yeah. He was part of a... If we're going to have a moment of silence, there has to actually be a second of silence. You're right. Yeah. No, I was just getting into how he kept that... Like, people forget that that group of, like... Some of them dabbled in the entertainment business to some extent. Chloe Sevigny was a model, but for the most part, like... Rosario Dawson. Rosario... Well, kids was... No, she was just sitting on a stoop. Yeah, like Rosario Dawson. Justin Pierce. killing it in the MC MC universe. Leo Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. Who was the, Jonathan Abrams? You know, uh, a lot of, yeah, that, that was a talented Harmony Corinne. Obviously, yeah, was, I think uh, there's, I think there's a documentary about kids by one of the actors in Kids. Oh, that was getting kickstarted a couple of years ago. Because uh, it was like the twenty. Well, back then, yeah, it was the twentieth anniversary a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember like wanting to rent that from my my VHS store, and mm-hmm. and Alexi, the the Russian metalhead who worked there, was like. Come in later, when no one's around. Nice. Fat kid. He was always call me fat kid. That's messed up. But that sounds very blunt. Like, like a, it like, is what it but is. But not being mean, though. Just Look, like bl- a bluntness. The bullying that we talk about in The Gift, yeah. or like in America, that the movie bully or cyber bullying that exists now, that sort of shit is terrible. But like a little bit of bullying that's just kind of kind of part of the American experience for a lot of people. I think I think it's gotta I think it needs to be worked on now because of the internet, because the pranks and shit that you can pull on people can be yeah. uploaded forever. And 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 the coldness, because like the reason why the internet's such a mean place is you could just hide behind a comment section and say the meanest shit and not have your face associated yeah. with it. So which is very scary, sometimes. Um, to get like dark for a second—not necessarily dark, but like—I remember when my father passed away. Mm-hmm. I was so angry for many reasons, sure. but like the thing that would sometimes make me cry was that the last movie we saw together was fucking Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Brian De Palma. It's the Nicolas yeah. Cage movie. Yeah. I was like, and we had just seen Saving Private Ryan the week before because he was a warhead, mm-hmm. so he loved that fucking movie, and he mm-hmm. would he'd probably really love uh, that new Nolan movie that's coming out, Dunkirk. Yeah, okay, he would have loved it, but I was just like, of all the movies we saw, Snake Eyes. Why do you think that's so upsetting? It's just associate. It's it's like a final me- memory that you have with your dad. That's all. It could be anything, you know? The day before my father passed away, I saw... I rented a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was... I watched uh, Buffalo 66. Good one. Uh, this weird movie about... Um, not weird, but it was... It was uh, it was appropriate. It was... Uh, Michael Keaton as like a... He was a... He was... He had the kidney or organ that was going to save somebody. Oh, with Andy Garcia. Yeah. Oh, oh, Andy Garcia needed it for a Yeah, he was a criminal and he escaped from... What the fuck is the name of that movie? Something. Something Velocity Utmost Voltage yeah. movie. Yeah. So it was like... Yeah. Those yeah. were the movies I was yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was Thanksgiving. And and I... There was... Before then, I would never have been able to handle a movie like Buffalo 66. Because mm. at first I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is going on? Why is it going on? You know... Uh, but it, it, it grew on me. You sure? Or even, um, and then, like, I, I didn't really discover Vincent Gallo so much later. I knew of him using those MTV ads, Calvin Klein. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was just like this weird looking dude. Yeah. This weird looking, handsome looking weird dude. And then I'm, I'm watching, you know, classic HBO 2 in the morning, uh, Freeway 2. That's a classic late night HBO movie. That's, that's Confessions of a Trick Baby. Confessions of a Trick Baby. Yeah. With Natasha Leon. Natasha Leon. That yep. shit is fire for what it is. 
Yeah, no, no, it is. I, might I, even I like call that it movie. A classic, I like that movie. I like that movie. I like the first Freeway, but this one was way more like. It was a little more balls to the wall. The new Undisputed made me sad. The newest Boyka film. Mm-hmm. I really was hoping they were going to push it to a new place, and it was, it was just kind of by the numbers. And I hope they do another one. I really think that this is this is a great this is a great franchise. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I'm Anxiously awaiting to see if they make another skin trade. They have to. They they I just absolutely want have them to, to get a, a good writer. Yeah. Ooh. Go deep with it, dude. Shots fired at Duff Lundgren. No, he didn't. Did he write all of it? It's his story. Yeah. His story. I'm, I'm yeah, not dissing yeah, yeah, I liked that's I liked true. skin trade, dog. Yeah. Don't. No, I was just joking. No really shots though. fired against Duff Lundgren. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I, I I saw more than one Universal Soldier movie in the theaters. Nice. In the theaters. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've would seen, you? No, I've seen a lot of Universal Soldier movies. Would you call the Undisputed franchise the new Penitentiary franchise, like for for us or people our age? If you're familiar with the Penitentiary movies, um, Leon Isaac Kennedy. Not many people like only only like super action heads and or like Ari the Rugged Man or. Well, I'm saying now for these movies, only oh, like right. super action heads and like uh, film, quote unquote, buffs mm-hmm. that are willing to watch any type of movie know about these movies. Sure. Most people don't even know that there's like a bunch of undisputed sequels. Really? Yeah. I guess I yeah, I can see people not knowing that. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I can see you that. give you like people like if you're you're disinterested if you're not like super focused on movies. Then direct to stream movies of movies that you may not have seen already just aren't necessarily on your radar. Yeah. yeah. Where are we on time? Uh, let me check. We are at. Oh, we're just at an hour now. Um, I did want to real quick say I know that like the ba- like the, the original Undisputed is not the same as as the rest in the series, yeah. but I do wish like I could see Ving Rhames's performance from that Undisputed movie. In the other ones, because he's really great. He's a scumbag piece of shit. Yeah. And he, like, Ving Rhames had such a good time with that role. Like, I think now, the reason I question that is because I feel like people forgot about the Wesley Snipes, Ving Rhames, Undisputed, and know more about the more, like, all the sequels. And I just think Ving Rhames is so good. Ving Rhames is another, now I'm getting into this whole theme now of, like, yeah, good when he wants to be. Ving Rhames is really great when he wants to be. And he's a weirdo. Why do you say that? That move, that that move when when he gave Jack Lemmon. His his gold mm. his Golden Globe. You want to talk about shots fired? Yeah, that Spike Lee uh, called out and bamboozled. That was a, that was a Yo, direct he, fire. At, uh, it was ben so Rames. funny though. Yeah, was it Carrie Ewells? Who did he give it to? Matthew Modine. Yeah, but but the, the whole joke. Yeah, no, Carrie, you didn't see. Okay, so what's funny about what you just said is that's a play on that whole scene. So Damon Wayans gets this award. He gives it to Matthew Modine, and he starts naming off his movies. And then you realize he thinks he's giving this to Matt Dillon. And then he stops and Matthew Mo it's really Matthew Modine and he's like, No, you're talking about Matt Dillon. He's like, Well, whatever. You you you, you were probably great and stuff you were in any, so please take take this and it's like um so No, I know I when I, I saw Carrie him, Elways, by the way. Carrie Who I was very confused for many years, like are are you are you American or are you English? I don't know if you know. He doesn't know. No, seriously, I don't think he knows either. I don't he's like, he's like <clears throat> Frankly, criminy. One of the greatest... It's, it's so simple. It, this is one of the few trailer moments that you saw a million times, but it's always funny when Carrie always looks slowly looks directly into the camera. It's like, unlike some other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. And I remember, I was young when that movie came out, and then I thought back to the Kevin Costner movie. It just totally went over a lot of people. Wait a minute, how did he... Every other person in that movie... Had an English accent. Even Christian Slater yeah. tried his best. Tried but his this best. guy sounded like he was just from Wisconsin. And like, well basically, and I found out the rumor was he tried to speak in an English accent and it just didn't sound good and he didn't feel comfortable doing it for a whole movie. So, ah, fuck it. Talk about disaster piece. I have a hoot whenever I watch The Postman. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a classic. I saw it on cable once. But I've, I've watched it more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else you have to say about uh, Wanda? Wanda. See, I wanna, I wanna recommend it to folks, 
but I don't want to get it in trouble, like saying where to, you know, like because I want to recommend it. Just well, seek it out and you, and you'll find it. I'll just say that. Yeah, some of the movies seek it out and you'll find it. Some of them, like like finding Bye Bye Monkey, not super easy. Mm-hmm. Finding I finding some of the movies we talk about when you don't lend them for me are not easy. Yeah. Um. This one, you could probably find exactly where you think you might look. The, and and I, and what what I'm hoping for I'm always I'm always a guy I'm but always about at the same what? time I'm sorry to interrupt you until these companies make a concerted effort like Criterion Collection could totally put out Wanda how many it's a total it's a total films, Criterion uh, besides movie. like I can think off the top of my head Tiny Future, Tiny Furniture Houseu like how many films and uh, uh, Bo Travail how many films are they doing by by female directors No I agree. I well, guess, oh, oh, Beau Travail is coming on Criterion. Wasn't that? I, I mean, I stopped paying attention. Didn't you so. say that Claire Denis had a had a Criterion collection? Yeah, white material. Oh, white but material. That's Pardon me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, for a few I don't years. know. Oh, you got me. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was. Yeah. Uh, but no, you you led me into something I was going to say. I was just going to say now, and this is not a complaint. This is a good thing. You know, there's more now. More and more people are just pushing for this, like women behind the camera, as they should. But I just hope that. Uh, I'm not even being critical. I just feel like the whole like women behind a camera movement, which should happen, it's a lot about now and forward. Don't forget, like, don't forget all the people that worked hard. Seriously, don't. Like this movie killed. This movie killed this woman. Yeah. So yeah, fuck yeah. it. You can find it on YouTube. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. In, in until, one full video, it's not broken video. up. It's until criteria, until like someone you if if a movie killed you, I'm gonna do you the respect and sure, see it. Sure. I'm sorry. Sure. And like, like, um, her performance. I mean, she died sh- shortly after. I'm not. It probably killed her. She had. Or well, she passed she was cancer. Sick. She, she was cancer. sick. Breast cancer. But the fact that it didn't do well, and that her incredibly fucking famous husband basically laughed her off that no woman could make a good movie. Yeah. Just makes it very much important. What What is that that <laughs> that that quote by the. By this, by the senator that that they've that they've turned around as positive. Still, she persisted. Mm. So, yeah. we, it's you're right, you're you're fucking right, Marcus. We do need to support women behind the lens and making movies, and making more movies. But lest we forget our foremothers who, who really did this thing, and who are still working because I get and whatever. You, you don't have to listen to that many episodes to know how much I go to bat for Claire Denis. It's not like she's yeah. some obscure person, but when I see like, you know, like like a, a Patty Jenkins to a Tina Fey, all kinds of filmmaker writers, whoever get all this, it's like. But Patty Jenkins, yeah, it's hasn't like, made a movie since Monster. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's true. But then also, but Claire Denis another one who it's just kind of like, I think I think there's a safeness behind. This is both men and women who do this. They take Agnes Varda and they make her this icon. It's like she's the representation of the past. Where it's like Agnes Varda is just one avenue of so many, you know, female filmmakers, female cinematographers who you know are around at her time and during this kind of dark period where not not dark period but just a period where no one seemed to care and go to bat to yeah, female if, filmmakers. But if, but if you were trying to teach a course about. Um, female writers mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. and you only gave w- uh, the bell jar and said that's it yeah or you know oh here here read some read some Joan Didion mm. that's that's women writers in America sure sure but it's you know and that's the problem with like uh, tokenism is that you just assume that a whole genre exists the like, I'm sorry, I just get so upset. Like, like saying things fall apart is the only important book out of Africa. When yeah, like Wiz- sure. Wizard of the Crow, which was re- which was released recently, yeah. is one of the best books I've ever read. Or even like the books by Vladis Savic, who's a white South African who's who does who does shit. Also, Africa's fucking huge. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, I'm always, w- yeah, women yeah. are half of the fucking population. Sure, but let, but I, 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 I'll turn this around. There, there's some positive in the fact that, like, Julie. Dash, also, if, I, if I'm wrong, 
Let me know. Yeah. I don't know shit. For not having made a movie, a film in 23 years, it was nice to see Julie Dash trending on Twitter just for the simple fact that her one and only feature film had come to Netflix and there was so much excitement about it that she was trending. You know, so I do like it. So, so there is interest in the past. Uh, which movie are we talking about? Daughters of the Dust. Oh, okay. It came, it, it's now streaming on Netflix. Everyone check it out if you haven't. So it's kind of cool that, you I'm know. put that on my so, queue. Yeah. But I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying like all this stuff happened. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. I'm just saying we have it's it's important to continue to, uh, the director uh, and anyone who's listening that's frustrated that I don't know the names of directors. I suffer from memory issues, so so names are hard. It's not that they're female directors; it's that I can't remember mm-hmm. shit. Who's this? Uh, Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Oh yeah. Sorry, I don't know the director either. What has she done? Movie, month, month, yeah, yeah. I, no, Why can't right. she get work? Winter's Bone yeah. is a good fucking Appalachian movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's not like. So. And I, I do. I wonder. I wonder how many of these people love uh, Wanda, the film Wanda. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube. I don't. I can give, think I don't of, give a fuck. I can think of some people. Yeah, YouTube. It's on. You just just go to YouTube. Wanda, nineteen seventy. But I know some people who would like, if you like Tulane Blacktop, or if you like Out of the Blue, or if you like, you know, whatever, some of the other movies you name, I don't see how you can't, you know, not like this movie. I, I really can't. Even if you like Strosik. Oh my god, that's a great, that that's a great, it's totally in that, like, dreary, kind of like, aimless, depressing... 1970 it's a that that's totally holy shit i didn't think of that that's they're that, like, that's they're, amazing they're mad max movies but just in the pre-apocalypse yes absolutely um uh, it's so good strozik yeah yeah good one. so where where can people find you uh, at pinland underscore empire on twitter uh pinlandempire.com the pink smoke.com uh i'm regularly on wrong reel a lot i'm regularly on Flixwise. um yeah pinland empire you can find me in the club, pocket full of bub, <laughs> and I've got that X if you feel like taking drugs. Okay. All right, Curtis. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Curtis. Curtis. Yo, let me back up for him, let me back up, yo, yo Why niggas bullshit on the grill? I don't fuck around, Dunny, the smoke's real I gave birth to your whole style and fail, how do it feel? To hold my dick in public, cock blower, duplicate rap cloner That's me and you do it live on stage for dolo I smack niggas like you, smash niggas by the tools Grab niggas by the throat, show proof Rhymes cocky, crazy ill, man rowdy Did a buck off of my shit and rap to Audi Temperamental, I snap quick, very touchy And yo, my attitude is all fucked up and real shitty I rap like no one out there can fuck with me You feel different, niggas see me I throw a TV at you, crazy Bitches say, P, you crazy A pain in the ass, now, nah, but fuck you, pay me I'm no shorty, nigga, I stop your glory I'm a Durham Street nigga, for real You just applaud me, avoid P, man Take your baby mom's advice